How do they do it? Meet the maker. Love startups? Whether you're a fan or a disruptor yourself, you'll thrive with the trifecta of game-changing people, products, and philosophies in your earbuds. This is Meet the Maker. Cutting-edge interviews with disruptive startup founders. And here's your host, Allison Schaefer. Hi, this is Allison from Meet the Maker, and today we are interviewing Katherine Winch. Catherine, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Catherine Winch, the founder and CEO of The Mom Complex. I am 37 years old, born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, um, married to a wonderful man and have two children, four and six years old. Very cool. I actually met Catherine at a very inspiring women's event here in Richmond and thought she did an amazing job at getting people just absolutely pumped up about what they could do with their life um, and saying it boldly so that they'd actually listen. So she is our first interview for Meet the Maker um, and I hope that you guys get a lot from this. I thought it'd be awesome to, to get from you what's your favorite self-help book. So I'm also a self-help junkie and like absolutely love reading them so I thought it was uh, cool that you also like them. So I um, am obsessed with self-help books. It's the only type of books that I read and um, my self-help books all revolve around, you know, personal advancement, personal growth, understanding yourself, um, not necessarily about business, but just yourself. And I would say my favorite self-help book of all time is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And mm -hmm. it's all about being present and living in the moment and calming the chaos that's in your mind. And it had a profound effect on uh, my ability to not stew and stress and worry. So that's my number one favorite. My number two favorite is probably a um, book called Spirit Junkie by Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm -hmm. And um, this young New York woman, very successful career-wise, but very unhappy personally which I shared a lot in common with a couple years ago when I found the book. And it's her journey to spiritual enlightenment and um, inner peace. Wow. That is really powerful. Um, yes, Eckhart Tolle, both very inspiring people. Uh, so thank you. Mm -hmm. I guess that was one of the, the catalysts or possibly one of the catalysts that got you to where you are. Um, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about you know what you're involved in and where you are. Yeah, so I was uh, born and raised, if you will, in the marketing and advertising industry. So I spent 12 years at an amazing advertising agency here in Richmond, Virginia. And um, at the end of that tenure, decided to go out on my own and purchase the Mom Complex, which is a company I started within the Martin Agency and decided to take that entrepreneurial leap and a lot of that decision was based on a lot of self-help books I had read and a lot of therapy I had had and a lot of soul searching that led me to the belief that I would be better to be out on my own, I would be better to be able to make all the decisions and have the flexibility that I was looking for. So I am the new proud owner of the Mom Complex. Yeah. <laughs> Just as of January 1st, 2014. Wow. So that is awesome. Still new to entrepreneurialism. Well, congratulations. Thank you. 
that's really intriguing that you were able to sort of take that over, I guess, from the Martin Agency. Mm -hmm. What is it that makes you all different from the Martin Agency? What are you kind of inventing here? So our focus at the Mom Complex is filling the gap in between moms and marketers. So we spend a lot of time with moms understanding their passion and pain points, their highs and lows, their ups and downs. And then our clients are the biggest marketers to moms in the world. So Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, Unilever, Kellogg's. And we help them develop better products and services for moms. So in comparison to an advertising agency, we are further upstream, if you will. So we're helping at the product development stage, the messaging development stage, and then advertising agencies can, can bring that message to, to life. Very cool. How did you go from being at the agency and then sort of translating that into a business? So the, the translation really was based on uh, my own experience. So once I had my second child, I was on maternity leave with a infant son and a two-year-old daughter, and it was crazy and chaotic and stressful and overwhelming. And so as I was on maternity leave, I had these feelings and emotions and experiences that did not match at all with what I saw coming from marketers. So the commercials on TV um, representing motherhood were so idealized, so glamorized, so, you know, Kelly Ripa dancing around in her high heels and, you know, loving to fold laundry just made me crazy. I couldn't understand why people would think that that is positive yeah. or that that's what how our life is like. So I saw that need just personally and I felt like I could start a company that could help close that gap or the misunderstanding between moms and markers. So I did it selfishly. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome. And sometimes being selfish can translate to, to other people. So yeah. And I think it's if you're going to put so much time and energy into becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own business, it should be based on something personal. It should be based on something that you don't mind working on Saturday. You don't mind working at night. You don't mind starting a project over if you have to because it's so deeply moving to you and personal to you. Um, so I think it's important to start with your own passion points to figure out where and what you want to contribute to the world. That's awesome. How did you decide to take the leap? Like what was that final moment in, was it January? Or mm -hmm. yeah, what, mm -hmm. was that, what was that like? Uh, it was terrifying, uh, and I never fancied myself an entrepreneur, you know, as a young girl or a college student. You know, I never had it in my mind. It was never something I dreamed of doing, so that was challenging to come to terms with and get my arms wrapped around. My husband was not a fan in the beginning because, you know, he's not a risk taker, I'm not a risk taker, so there were um, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. Um, but the truth is, um, I worked with a wonderful, wonderful um, business advisor, uh, a man by the name of John Kemper, and he sat me down one day and asked me, you know, what was my end game with the mom complex? And I said, I have no idea. 
you know, I don't know. And he said, do you want it to be a $40 million company and, you know, offices all over the world? Do you want it to be small and boutique and nimble? Do you want it to just be you? Do you want to have a team? You know, what are, what are you working so hard towards and for? Yeah. And it, it probably took me four or five months to answer that question. But once I had the vision in my head that I wanted it to be small, I wanted it to be specialized and boutique that all the fear kind of fell away. And I had I had my end game in mind, and then I had that gave me the courage to take the leap. It was no longer scary. It was scary when I didn't know what I wanted it to be. Yeah. But once I figured out what I wanted it to be, I knew I could make it happen. And then I'm sure the support just came pouring in. <laughs> yeah, and it's you That's know great. once you have clarity about that, and I think the the challenge with a lot of entrepreneurs is they don't have the end game in mind, and so they start taking on business just to take it on, just yeah. to make money, or they start growing just to grow, and then they look up and they have a team of 25 people, and they're stressed out and they're overwhelmed, and they're not actually doing the work anymore; they're just managing the work. Right. And so I also interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs and spent time with them learning about why did you do what you do how did you do what you do are you happy with the decisions you made and there were several people that scared me in the sense that they had ended up in a place that they didn't want to be and they had grown so quickly and it was overwhelming and I learned from that and I watched that and I was like I don't want to have to take on investors. I don't want to have to take other people's money. I don't yeah. want to have to, you know, hire a bunch of people just to fulfill the orders that are coming in. And um, so I learned from other people's highs and other people's lows before I took the leap. It was very calculated. Well, <laughs> very calculated. I can tell you I've taken a lot out of that statement. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing. Um, I guess my next question is, what did you What did you walk away from at the Martin Agency? Yeah, um, meaning, what did I walk away from in terms of things that I had there that I don't have here, or benefits? And sure, you could yeah see that. Um, I I definitely walked away from a lot. I walked away from a lot of mentors of mine that had shepherded my career for ten years, which was very hard to walk away from. Yeah. Um, I walked away from a massive group of very impressive peers that were advisors to me and I, we could go grab coffee, we could go, you know, I could ask their advice and, um, and I definitely miss that. I don't have that. I certainly can call them and we can have coffee. They work 10 (laughs) minutes away, but it's harder and it takes more of an effort and I'm asking more from them. So um, that has definitely been an eye-opening loss for me, is to not be surrounded by people that are more senior than me, more seasoned than me. You know, I was never the senior-most person. There was always people that had done it before, been there before, and had that perspective. So that's hard as an entrepreneur when you're the senior-most person on every call and every meeting. it, it's a burden. I mean, it's hard. So I miss that. Yeah. And um, I'm finding ways to get that in other areas. It's just not at, you know, I can't reach out and touch it. Yeah. I guess they call that, like, the wor- the, the road less traveled. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a quote for maybe, like, how you sort of get through those moments or 
Any quote that kind of resonates with you? Um, I have a quote um, uh, that I have on my, my phone right now that I just say, that says, um, it, it can be done and it will be done. And I always just refer back to that. Like, whatever it is, I know I can figure it out. I know um, that it can be done and I know that I can get it done. And um, in a lot of ways I end up solving the problem or figuring it out. And then I'm proud of myself because I didn't have to rely on somebody else or no. I didn't have to have ever, somebody else make the decision for me. So there, it does also come with some pride when you do it for the first time or you figure it out. You're like, oh, I can manage the financials. Look at me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. And that's another thing that um, was a big learning curve for me. I was always on more of the producing side of life, meaning producing the insights, producing the stories, coming up with the insights. I never in my previous career had to manage a P&L, manage the finance, figure out what to pay people. I mean, that's yeah. a whole new world. And I never really gave myself enough credit but I really did figure it out, and I now know how to do it, and I know how to manage a P and L, and that's—I'm awesome. um, proud of that. That's um, not something that comes naturally to me, but I figured it out, and that's pretty cool. I very much agree. Um, I guess that kind of leads into some other thoughts that I was having um, about things you've said in other interviews about um, moms. You speak mainly about moms um, and their financial influence and that, you know, that they're making a lot of these big decisions, um, but maybe they're being misunderstood or not being, I guess, championed in society, that there's some reason behind it, mm -hmm. um, that maybe that missing belief about their own uh, abilities yes. or anything might yeah. be holding them back. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think uh, moms don't get the help that they need or the the recognition that they deserve, but the reason that they don't is because of themselves. And I've studied moms in 17 countries around the world. It is something that is universal, is moms are very hesitant to ask for help. They are extremely hesitant to say they're having a hard time. They don't want to admit that they don't have everything under control. They don't want to admit that they need help. And it's a shame because we all need it. Yeah. And we know we all need it, but there's this mask that moms wear and we act like we have everything under control and we don't need any help and that our kids are always awesome and that we always love them so, so, so much. And it's there are ups and downs in motherhood just like there are in everything else, but um, unfortunately moms keep that knowledge to themselves and it's... Um, a shame and I am trying to do everything in the the waking hours that I have to change that by speaking out and speaking up about the challenges that I've had and encouraging moms and women to not keep that stuff inside because it just rots inside of you yeah <laughs> and um, it's a huge sense of relief to get it out and and people would champion moms more than they even do, I think, if they knew how much help that they needed. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really great advice. Um, and I would say that maybe even applies over to women in general. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, clearly the name of the company I run is the Mom Complex. 
but a lot of the places that I speak, it's not only moms, it's women. And I always hear that the message resonates just as much with women as it does moms because I think it's more of a female characteristic to have this smile and a nod on our faces but be keeping a lot of information inside. And men just don't do that. There's so much more honest and forthcoming about um, the realities and they don't apologize for it and there's a yeah. lot that we can learn from that. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. I'm sure that will resonate with someone. So I guess sort of switching gears, um, I'd like you to maybe talk a little bit about how amazing it is being on the other side, I guess, the, the happiness mm. of it all. The yeah. On the other side, meaning of being an entrepreneur or yes. on the other side of being a happy person, individual? Both. Both? I'm okay. assuming that, you know, this is an all-encompassing persona for you, right? Yeah. 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 So being on the other side <laughs> as in an entrepreneur, um, it is incredibly liberating, um, incredibly freeing, and it's the only way I've been able to describe it to anybody is to say that I feel like I've gone off to college. You know, that feeling that your parents drop you off and you're looking at this key to your dorm, like, do I own, like, I, this is my room? And Or maybe it's when you first get your first apartment in college and you're like, this is mine and I have a key to it and I own it. And not own it per se, but, um, and there's nobody here to tell me what to do and what time I have to eat and I don't have to tell anybody when I'm, you know, coming back tonight. And it is so freeing and um, liberating. And I try to tell people or explain to people that it's liberating just physically because I'm in charge and I don't have to answer to other people, which is liberating. But the real reason it's liberating for me is that it has freed me from other people's expectations of me. So I am a huge people pleaser. And for so much of my career, the reason I worked so hard was to please other people. I wanted them to be proud of me. I wanted them to like me. I wanted their approval. I needed their approval. Yeah. and that is gone and that burden and I did that to myself nobody did that to me um, but that burden of not having to live up to other people's standards to live up to other people's expectations to blindly follow their definition of success and not mine right. has totally set me free it's amazing and um, so that's awesome that is um, and I, that's just a, a downside of, you know, my personality and background is that I, you know, have sought people's approval for so long. And now the only people's expectations I have to meet are my own. And that's it. And that feels really good. That's amazing. And um, I'm sure that, you know, I want that for myself. And I'm sure whoever um, is listening and will listen to this uh, will want the same thing and want that full 360 life that, that you're able to live. Yeah. So it's I'm awesome. very glad that you shared it with me. <laughs> um, my last question, um, major question was that, uh, you know, now that you have this 360 life, this public persona, I guess we, we kind of touched on this before the interview, but how do you balance it with having um, a career, your husband having a full career and a full mm -hmm. persona as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, 
um, a couple things help in the, the realm of, you know, my husband having a very full career and me having a full career. One thing that helps is we're both very, very independent people, which is a positive thing for us. So my husband's from Geneva, Switzerland. We met in college and we did, we had a long distance relationship across the Atlantic Ocean for four years. And so we built our own identities and our own lives and our own careers before we were joined at the hip. And so I say that in a positive way in that there's no, you know, when I'm at home and he's out at an event, like, why are you not home? And, you know, when I'm traveling to Arkansas a lot or New York, he's not, why are you traveling again? We just, we don't put that pressure on each other to always have to be, you know, around in an idealized, you know, environment. We very much enjoy each other's company and want to be around each other, but we're both a little bit like free birds in that sense. That um, So that is helpful. And um, I have always just been so blessed that he's been so proud of my success and supportive of my success. And unfortunately, I see friends who have husbands that are not that way with their wives and they want them to be home cooking dinner and they don't want them to travel a lot and he's just very proud of me and when I achieve success or do something special it's very meaningful to him and it's always met with you know like you go girl it's um, he's very supportive and and that's amazing and I would like to get to the point one day though where one of us doesn't have quite as many demands on our time and we can travel more and take advantage of our you know kids being young so we'll have to arm wrestle over who that's gonna be <laughs> that sounds like a good problem solving strategy there yeah 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 maybe you guys could take a trip over to switzerland or something yeah and we definitely have his entire family is still lives there in geneva and so we definitely have ambitions of both being able to have very flexible careers and schedules so that we could go for a, a month at a time in the summer for example or longer periods of time so that our children can soak up the culture and um, he's in a very entrepreneurial like business he's not an entrepreneur but he works for a very small company and um, an organization and so it's we both have a lot of freedom and so while you know we're not home every night as a family we can take advantage of those spur of the moment things when we can just take off on a Friday and hang out together. We can take off and go out of town. That we're not strapped down in a way. So we might not be perfectly balanced, live perfectly balanced lives every day, but on the whole, it feels very balanced because we can take advantage of downtime. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, this has been a great interview. Um, you've shared a lot. Um, I'm sure that people will take a lot out of this. Um, and thank you for supporting uh, this mission. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. Could you share a little bit about how folks can get in touch with you and the Mom Complex? Yeah, um, people can follow us on Facebook or Twitter um, under the Mom Complex. And then we also have um, a great website at um, themomcomplex.com. And I uh, write a blog on that website so um, you can get a sense of who we are and what we do and 
uh, my take on motherhood. That was Catherine Winch for Meet the Maker. Thank you.